Coming up on today's episode, we talk about why the 76ers, after a big win over the Miami Heat on Monday night, cannot overlook the 31-41 and 41 Los Angeles Lakers to start off this three-game road trip next, right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, my partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, pass me the rock, man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, bro? I'm getting ready to oh, get ready to cover this game tonight. Get ready but for uh, this game, yeah, yeah, get ready for this game. Get ready for this uh, three-game road trip. But uh, you know, everything's good. Everything's good. I'm excited, man. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see what the Sixers are going to do on this road trip. Uh, you know, they 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 open up with uh, the Lakers tonight. Then on on Friday they play the Clippers, and then on Sunday they go to the Phoenix Suns. So. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about this trip. I think you and, and many other 76er fans are, myself included, as we get ready for this road trip. There, uh, there's a lot of storylines in it. And as we look at 11 games remaining on the schedule, we're going to consistently throw that out there and just tell people how many games are left in the season. Season closes on April 10th. So all these games are very, very important beginning tonight with a 31-41 and 41 Los Angeles Lakers coming back off of a four-game road trip on the East Coast. They picked up two wins against the Toronto Raptors, and their last being the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. And uh, listen, man, this is an important one for this one. Cannot overlook this Laker team that has been struggling all season long, but now that they have these two games, just like the Sixers are trying to use their momentum coming off of Toronto's, uh, pardon me, the Miami win, the Lakers are trying to do the same thing following their Cleveland win. Yeah, I mean, they're really trying to do that. Um, you look at it, you know, it's funny. Every time I watch the Lakers, you know, I keep looking at LeBron and, and, and seeing, you know, what he's doing. And, and he's having a, you know, a phenomenal season, just like Joel Embiid is. And the thing about the Sixers, when we talk about overlooking teams, how many times have we uh, looked at the Sixers and we said to ourselves, they have arrived. Like, this is the team. They're ready. They're going to do something. And then they lay an egg, right? And this right. is a game that that could happen if they're not careful. I mean, you look at it. The Lakers, like you said, they beat Toronto 20, 128 to 123 in overtime. They lost to yep. the Washington Wizards. But then they beat Cleveland. So, you know, two of the teams that they beat, we're in the Eastern Conference teams, you know, battling for a, a playoff seed. So they are a formidable foe, but you can't get caught up on the, the Russell Westbrook, calling them Westbrick, all that. <laughs> hype. You know what I mean? You just can't because, you know, you're going to go to L.A. It's going to be beautiful, great weather, the palm trees, la la land. And next thing you know, you can get smacked in the mouth if you're not 100 percent focused and ready to play. 
Yeah, being there for four days, Keith, being there from Tuesday to what, Saturday, where they'll leave to head to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, we know and we often talk about going to, and traveling to Miami, traveling to New York, whether it's against the Knicks or the Nets and getting caught up in everything else that's not basketball. You, you cannot go out there and allow yourself to, as you mentioned, lose focus on the task at hand. And with 11 games, as we've talked about, and two here that will be knocked off during this road trip in Los Angeles, they have to stay super focused on what they need to do, the task at hand, which is to pick up these W's, continue to pile those up. I understand that a lot of people, Keith, are talking about watching where the other teams are in the East to try to avoid so you can set up your potential matchups in the postseason. Everybody's so bunched up, we don't know what's going to happen. So do your part. And if you can pick up the win, you pick up the win. You lace them up when you get to the playoffs. That's my mentality. That's how I look at it. I understand you might want to play the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Chicago Bulls. Ideally, you want to play the Detroit Pistons, but they're not available. So you have to go out there and do what you need to do with that path on the way to the postseason. And with LeBron James playing at such a high level right now, Keith, even though he doesn't have Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook not playing at the level in which they thought they were going to get that player from in the offseason when they brought him in, they have to pay attention. It's LeBron James. He's back at home. They need to make sure that they are locked in for this game, especially with Embiid and Harden potentially ready to go tonight. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Now, look, I'm going to say this to you, right? And uh, yeah. so <laughs> this is this this whole trip is set up crazy. So do you know that the Clippers, the Suns, and the Lakers are the teams in that order that the, uh, that uh, Joel Embiid averages the most points against, right? Clippers, Suns, and Lakers. Clippers, Suns, and Lakers, right? So well, he he's had one of his best games ever in my career and my in my time watching him. Uh, the Laker game in 2017 where he was phenomenal. That's arguably the best game for me against the LA Lakers. So he does step up against LA. You're right. Yeah, but you know what? That's like he steps up against him. So, look, here we go. So we're going to talk about this, and this is going to be key. Like, he's a guy, like we talk about guys that are, like, losing focus. He loves playing in his, and you what used to be called, what, Staples Center. Um, Staples. Staples Center. What is it called? Uh, what is it called? Bitcoin? Bitcoin? Crypto. Oh, crypto. crypto. Oh, my arena. Crypto. Yeah, there you go. I got you. I got you. Crypto. Crypto. So, look. Embiid is averaging against the Lakers. He played the Lakers seven times. He's averaging 30.4 points, 9.4 rebounds, and five assists, right? From the yeah. field, Joel is shooting 54%. He's shooting 40.7% from three. Now, again, I know that we're because I teased the other ones, I'm just going to you know talk to you about the other ones, right? So against the Clippers, Joel is averaging a career best, 33.1 points, 14.3 rebounds, and two assists. Now, you may say, well, how many times did he play him, Keith? Just like the Lakers, he played the Clippers seven times. He's shooting 50% from the field, 35.3% from three. And now let's go to Phoenix. So he's played the Phoenix Suns nine times. Joel is averaging 31 points, 11.9 rebounds, 2.4 assists. He is feasting. shooting. Huh? Crazy, he's right? feasting on these front courts. Yeah. yeah, he's feasting on these dudes. He's shooting 
37.5% on three. So, you know, this is one guy that's going to be motivated and, and, and fired up, especially for the first game, you know, to, to, to put his thing down. And look, let's, let's call it last game when they won, the Lakers did against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat them in Cleveland, 131-120. The starting center for the Lakers is Dwight Howard. I personally enjoyed Dwight's time when he was in Philadelphia. He drove me nuts from time to time with those technical fouls, situations <laughs> like that. Uh, but, but um, you know, he, he can block some shots, but I don't know that he's in the place where he can slow down Joel Embiid, the level of Joel Embiid is playing the last two seasons. So between that, having Dwight Howard at the center position, Wayne Gabriel, uh, maybe mixing in some time there, LeBron James plays the five for the Los Angeles Lakers. Keith, that number that you put up there of 30-plus points for uh, Joel Embiid against the Los Angeles Lakers, there's no reason why we shouldn't believe that that cannot happen and will not happen again tonight against that defense. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, but now the, the, the key is, though, I, I think that if I'm Dwight Howard, I mean, let's keep it 100. I'm trying to frustrate Embiid. I'm doing all – I'm trying to get underneath his skin. I'm trying to do this in a playful way, so to speak, right? Yeah, because, right, right. Because, you know, Dwight, don't get me wrong, Dwight is, you look at him uh, uh, a chisel too, but Embiid's a big man. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, he's big a huge man. individual, yeah. Huge individual. Like, whoa, it's funny when you go on the road and you hear people like, look at him. I didn't know he was that big. <laughs> yeah, he's really right. that big. But, um, yeah, right. So I, I think it's going to be, just like, get a little physical with him under the skin, but, but at the same time, Father Time always takes over. Like the white's in great shape, but it's not the white from back in the day, right? It's not the white from back in the day. So yeah, it's, it's easy to see or and say that you know Embiid is going to come out here and he's going to you know feast on them like he typically does. I mean, he's he, you know, and it's, it's crazy uh, the fact that you know, like you said, the Lakers are undermanned a little bit, but um, you know, I I think the key to that game is going to see what what they do against MB. That's the key. Yeah, sure. LeBron James, 38, 11 boards, 12 assists, and 41 minutes in the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Russell Westbrook and DJ Augustine, one of the buyout pickups for the Lakers, each with 20 apiece in the game. And Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk, 12 points as well for the Los Angeles Lakers. So a situation again for the Sixers to uh, pick up a W on the road. They have to be careful uh, not taking this opponent lightly at 31 and 41. And Keith, next, we'll also talk about the game within the game. Two former teammates, two former friends. I'm not going to say former friends, but two friends back in L.A. together playing against one another. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Keith, going up against one another in this key game for the Sixers and the Lakers where they are in a position as far as the standings go where they're not trying to fall too far down in the West play-in tournament that's next right here on the 76ers podcast on the 76ers uh 76 locked on 76ers podcast on the on the locked on network all right nba fans are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the nba then you need to try the award-winning app prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy i love this and we know you will too right so this is kind of easy, y'all. Like in prize pick, you have pick two to four, you can pick two to five players and you have an over-under on their projection, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, right? Prize pick is safe and offers fast withdrawals, right? That's why I like that. Because, you know, sometimes you go do stuff and like, nah, you can't take your money out yet. Like, bro, I'm not trying to lose any money. I want to take I need my cash. Yeah, I need my cash. I need my cash, right? So users can take the over-under on player one combined with the over-under on player two in the same entry, right? So for a limited time, PrizePick has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA to get $50 for free. And if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, we have to talk about James Harden, Russell Westbrook, a down season for Russell Westbrook coming into this one tonight. 18 points per game on average for the season, shooting just under 44% from the field. And just so many at at this point, Keith, for him, follies, if you will, all year long. You mentioned the Russell Westbrick part of things for a lot of fans. The Laker fans are frustrated. They're coming at him. But in the end, you have to defend the man and you have to be prepared. Two teammates going at it tonight uh, between Westbrook and James Harden can allow Russell Westbrook to get the better of the Sixers tonight in this game either. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, you, you can't let them get the best of each um of you can't let Westbrook get the best of them. Now, you know, these are guys who, you know, they played together. They played together twice actually, right? We know like they're both from the LA yep. area. Um we we know that uh when Harden, you know, Harden's first three years in the league, he was with OKC with Westbrook, you know, is arguably you know, if not the greatest, the second greatest player to play there. And the reason why I'm saying the greatest, I know Kevin um, Durant is a better player than him, but Westbrook has been there longer. So you know how that one goes, right? They, they, they tend to do that. But, you know, so when we look at it, you know, these guys are both competitive. I mean, James Harden, when you talk about head-to-head comparisons in the games that they played together, um, James right. Harden has averaged 25 points compared to what Russell Westbrook's 28-2, right? Harden has averaged 5.6 rebounds. Westbrook had 7.4. Now, this is crazy because when you talk about assists, you know, both of these guys are guys who basically rack up double-digit assists, right? Well, in those games that they fared off against each other, Westbrook averaged 8.5 and Harden has averaged 6.8, right? So, you know, it's going to be um, – it's going to be a competitive matchup, but I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where we're going to see these two guys maybe paired on each other exclusively. I was just about to ask you that, right? You yeah. know I mean? Because like, there's so many others with Westbrook not being a great defender. Will they try to hide him, if you will, on Matisse Thibel? Where Matisse Thibel, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 that's the thing. And and the thing about it is, like, I can see Matisse, you know, trying to defend him. 
or, 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 or someone else. Like the thing is, I think it, a lot of that's going to depend on, you know, what his shot is like, like how's he starting off the game? You know, how effective is he, you know? And then, you know, if he's not, then maybe we could slide Matisse and have him put out a fire elsewhere. You know, and, and the good thing is, the funny thing is that we, we have to realize is when Matisse was a rookie, he guarded LeBron and did very yeah. well against LeBron. So, you know, Matisse has that in the bag too. But, yeah, like right now it's like when you focus on uh, on Westbrook and Westbrook is struggling a little bit from shooting from the field and you're putting your best defender on him, then and who, who are you going to have? to uh d- defend lebron who's you know the arguably still the one that well not arguably still because he is definitely still one of the best players in the league yeah i don't know if that matchup goes to tobias harris to start off and that's probably the direction that i would go and uh have Harden somewhere uh running around with uh austin reeves as well and then maybe have uh, I don't know because Wayne Gabriel is also out there. So it will be interesting to see what the matchups are. Will there be a lot of cross matching tonight uh, in this game uh, between the Los Angeles Lakers? Because, yeah, they, they do have some weapons. Austin Reeves can shoot the basketball. Wayne Gabriel is one of those energy players. And we already know about Westbrook and LeBron James and what they can potentially do. So you have to have to make sure you stay locked in on the defense and what you need to do as a team, help team defense, all of that. And you also need to make sure that the uh, bench unit can tr- continues to contribute in a big way to help out uh, this, this team tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. It, it is the atmosphere of Los Angeles. Uh, you know what it's like to be in that building and uh, what, what, what can transpire throughout the game as the Lakers start to get going. So you have to withstand those runs, make sure that when LeBron James is knocking down a big three, a big breakaway transition dunk to get the crowd into it, can't get caught up in all of that. It's, it's, it's basketball. It happens. And you come back next dribble, next possession and do your part. And also, as you mentioned, you know, focus on Joel Embiid as well, but James Harden should have an opportunity uh, to, to tonight uh, against whoever is defending him, unless Avery Bradley is starting. He only played in six minutes. Uh, who's going to defend? Who's going to defend James Harden? Is it going to be Russell Westbrook? Is it going to be LeBron James? Are they going to put James on? And if that's the case, then if Russell Westbrook is somewhere running around with Tyrese Maxey, we've seen so many times where Russell Westbrook has his head on the swivel because he's not paying attention to what's going on him. Next thing you know, backdoor opportunity, Tyrese Maxey using the speed, getting downhill, getting to the basket and finish. There's some favorable matchups for the Sixers tonight. Yeah, and, and that's what, you know, we're talking about Harden. We're talking about Embiid. You know, the guy who who I felt like could have a big game was Maxi. I just felt that Maxie. way. Because, okay. if you know, you focus on those other two, you know, I feel like Maxi could take advantage of some mismatches. You know, Tobias isn't going to get, you know, it's going to be one of those games where Tobias may go back to like nine to ten shots or what have you. But I, but I think you know I, I know like can't 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 do that Keith can't do that he needs more shots in the flow but, of the game. But but here's the deal you gotta make the shots though. Like the thing is you know what I mean so like I I feel like un- unfortunately for Tobias and and he does probably need to get some more shots in the flow of the game. But there's not a lot of shots to go around right about now. I mean you know you got a guy like Joel Embiid who's who's the MVP candidate, he's going to get the most shots. James Harden has the ball in his hands. 
the, the problem is, like when we talked about this yesterday, you know, James is an extremely ball-dominant guy. Tobias likes the ball, right, likes to get in the rhythm and stuff. So the key for Tobias to get more shots is, you know, he's going to be left open and on the perimeter. Like he's going to get open looks at the three, and he's going to have to bury them. Now, I know that's not his game, but if he buries them and he gets in the rhythm, then I feel like he's going to get more shots. You know, you know what I mean? He needs to be, he needs to, he needs to be assertive uh, when the opportunity presents itself. And I understand running the offense, and they do. The ball moves, and you need to, like we talked about, the 26 assists that they had on the 43 made baskets on Monday night against against Miami. I keep wanting to say Toronto because it was the night before. But the, the, those assists, you're looking at a situation where, yeah, the, the, the ball needs to continue to move, and that is a hardened point. You're absolutely right. And the same with Joel Embiid. James Harden is sharing the basketball. He is getting double-digit assists. Now you have to, if you see a matchup and you, hey, guys, I got this one. You, you know what I mean? I have Austin Reeves on me. I, I've seen matchups where I've seen Tobias Harris, I thought with the favorable matchup, and not be assertive enough, not be yeah. aggressive enough. And to Doc Rivers' point, what he always says about Harris, stop thinking and just go. Do that. You go out there and do that. And those 12, 13 shot attempts will be there for you if you do that as well. The catch and shoot, you're absolutely right. That's something he has to knock down. If it's not falling, do something else and get to the basket. Get to your spot when you have the ball in your hands and get that pull-up jumper from around 15, 17 feet, which he likes to do and can knock it down consistently. So he cannot have only nine shots in the game. He is not he is not Danny Green. He is Tobias Harris. He needs to have double-digit shot attempts. It doesn't mean it has to be 15, 18, 20. Anywhere from 10 to 12 is good, in my opinion, to have a good enough night, 5 for 12, 6 for 12, for Tobias Harris confidently getting into the flow of the game, being assertive, aggressive, and confident in his, his shot-making ability against that defense. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. And again, I agree with you. I do to. agree with you. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's kind of sort of like, but like, you know, what you're saying is, and, and I hate to repeat you, but, but what you're saying is, you know, when that ball swings to you, like you're not going to get it back. So you can't like when they, when it comes to you and you're open, shoot it, don't pass it away. Don't dribble a little bit and then pass it out thinking somebody's going right. to give you like, you know what I mean? Like you're right. not in the right spot. So like how, like a center does, like they pass the center to a ball in the po- in the post. He doesn't have the right, he's not in the right spot. So he passes it back out to readjust and then he gets the ball back and go back. You're not Patrick Ewing. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things you got to get in where you fit in, so to speak. That's what you're saying. And I agree, but it's like one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like, you know how like when a kid is like the, the bench warmer and he doesn't know where that next shot is going to come from. So you got to take advantage of it. You just can't like pass it up and like, yo, I didn't That's get enough true. shots. You got to take advantage and take in and do that. And by doing that, I think that Tobias is going to end up being in the postseason. If he does that, he's going to be one of the most vital players on this team. He, we're going to be like, Yo, he came through because then that's going to open other things up for everyone else too. Hundred percent, got to as you said, you have to get in where you fit in, and if the ball is swinging your way and you see something one on one, 
spot, you're a professional scorer, take advantage of that matchup, take advantage of that opportunity against that defender. Keith, another one tonight, a game within the game, scoring title. Two proud individuals, in my opinion, want that scoring title. Joel Embiid has openly talked about certain things with it. You know LeBron James wants everyone to pay attention to his scoring. He has said as much. We need to talk about that, how that might become a factor at some point as a uh, smaller talking point tonight in the game within the game as we continue next right here on Locked On 76ers. And another late night for myself, for Keith, as the Sixers are in Los Angeles, a 10 o'clock start Eastern Standard Time here in Philadelphia, and it's going to be another late night. So when I get that urge after having my dinner a little bit earlier, I want a little bit of a snack, and it can't be a candy bar. It has to be the Built Bar, whether it's the Puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow uh, flavor type of protein bar. Uh, they are my favorite. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate from flavors of yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite like they are mine. All built Bars are covered, once again, in 100% chocolate, real chocolate. Yes, the puffs are included. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, any of your favorites in the one for the month, white chocolate cookies and cream. That is actually my favorite as well so they're all delicious get in if you think about a certain type of con, con, you know you put two things together and make it taste good they'll figure it out whatever flavor you want i'm sure that they'll come up with it at built bar they're all about the taste they make it delicious so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order using promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, Keith, these two guys battling for the scoring title in the NBA. Joel Embiid has been very near to the top all season long, and uh, he's talked about it before, and we've talked about it, where no big man, no center has won the scoring title since Shaquille O'Neal. LeBron James recently uh, pat surpassed Karl Malone for second all-time in scoring, and he wants to know why no one is talking about Keith his scoring ability. I don't know what he's hearing, but hey, whatever makes him happy, people talk about his score. How do you not talk about the second all-time score leader in the NBA history? But that's for uh, a whole nother thing. Keith, does this kind of seep into tonight's game as well, where these guys are some proud players? And LeBron certainly knows the history, so does Joel Embiid. LeBron way further in his career than Embiid is. But I have to, I would have to think, and me not knowing anything specifically, I would have to think that Joel Embiid definitely wants that title, and I would imagine that LeBron James does as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Joel, and and I give Joel a lot of credit. You know, Joel always talks about, um, you know, hey, if if I get it, great, but it's all about um, the team first type of thing, right? But right, yeah, in, he does. In the, in the back of his head, in the back of his mind, like you know, if he didn't want. If he wasn't focused on winning the scoring title at this uh, juncture of the season, then I think something's wrong with him. I mean, you know, like, 
you know, that's the competitiveness. That's the aggressiveness. That's what they do. And, and you look at it like for both of them, like, I mean, you look at LeBron James. LeBron James isn't a young guy anymore, right? Le- yeah. LeBron James is getting up there in age. Um, you know, he's been playing in the league for uh, X amount of years. And, and for him to win the scoring title, I mean, this is LeBron's 19th season. He's 37 years old, right? He, he, he won the scoring title in 2000 in the 2007-2008 season. Now, it will be great for him and for his legacy for him to win it now. I mean, he's right now, he's averaging 30 points a game. You look at Joel, he's averaging 29.8 um, points a game. LeBron's number one, Joel's number two. I mean, I think that this this is like the big subplot of the, of the season. I mean, it's not subplot yeah. of the season. This is the big sub story of this game because when you look at it, think of all the all the uh, hype that we had on when he went up against uh, Nikola Jokic. You know, it was like, hey, MVP, these two guys who the big. Absolutely. Well, we're going to yeah. L.A. We're going to L.A., a place where LeBron James is at, the Lakers. You, you got uh, Joel Embiid, who averages 30 points against the Lakers for career. Oh, this is going to be the talk of the town. This is what everyone's focused on about this game. So, you know, it, it, it's a lot um, to, uh, to to look at. And, and I think for LeBron, I mean, you look at it, the team isn't really playing well. But to be someone at 37 years old and win a scoring title and then your other scoring title came when you were 23, that says a lot about yeah. your ability, you know? Yeah, no question. No question. So it is a fun little side topic there to discuss and kind of focus on as you watch the game. Uh, but in the end, I absolutely want to see the 76ers pick up another W. They're 45th of the season with 11 games to play. So that would be 10 after tonight and uh, an opportunity once again for them to uh, make up some ground as they keep pace with Miami and Milwaukee and Boston. It was caught up with them as well. And again, as we talked about, man, in the NBA standings right now, where the Lakers, just taking a quick peek here, the Lakers are uh, right there in front of the Pelicans for the 10th spot. So uh, they they need to, they need their W's. They need their wins. So it uh, should be a fun one there tonight, man. And uh, I look forward to, of course, reading you, Inquirer.com, and, and what you have to say. And um, selfishly, I'll have the chance to talk to you as we uh, get a chance to uh, catch up again tomorrow. Uh, and kind of recap the game, looking ahead to the LA Clippers for the next matchup in Los Angeles. So, hey, Keith, don't get um, don't have too much fun out there without me in LA, man. I'm a little jealous. Got to be honest. Yeah, hey, I wish your boy Lance was out there. <laughs> playing like it's <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, just with you. Nah, yeah, I'm man. Not. Well, listen, man, Keith, always fun, man. And for everyone out there, for sure, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be recapping uh, the game tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers how they won it, how they lost it, what went right, what went wrong. I think we'll be talking more about what went right in this one. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. We try to get close to that number. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, have a great time out there, man. Be safe, and we'll catch up tomorrow. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Dean. Peace. You got it.